I like them. You know, I've been um, been thinking about some things. Been thinking about the AFL trade period. Have you been thinking about the AFL trade period? G'day everybody and welcome to Going Off Season. I am Luca Catalano. This is Alex Catalano. And we're about to go off season. I've been hijacked, personally. But that's okay. We're going off season. There's no, there's no, there's no format. There's no ascribed format. If you want to cat us in, you need to bring, like, a little bit of confidence. <laughs> Just like a bit. Otherwise, I will do that. You need to have a shred of self-respect. <laughs> or I'm not working hey, with you. Has anyone ever told you that if you don't respect yourself, the audience won't respect you? Look, you know who does respect himself? Who? Jack Higgins from Jack the Richmond Higgins, Tigers. Yeah, he does, because he's not going <laughs> to sit in that fucking club without getting a game anymore. Yeah. Um, a lot of self- kudos. He's had a tumultuous couple of years. Mm, um, obviously, sure. his, his uh, health issues have been well documented. But <clears throat> it's good to see that another club really wants to take him on board. and It makes a lot of sense. Um, I feel like it's mutually beneficial. Mm. The um, the Tigers are already sort of rotating some role players through there. And even just from like a money point of view, I mm. think you can't have too much... You can have too much young talent. Yes. Because there's a point where you need to pay them all. And they stop becoming... And then you become yeah GWS. You come yeah exactly, and um, his forward pocket can be taken by Jake Arts, mm. who's a great role player. Doesn't take up too much of the salary cap, yeah, but still does a very serviceable job as that pressure forward, mm. surrounded by enough teammates to kick a winning score. His job isn't to kick snags; it's to apply pressure mm. and forward fifty tackles, yeah, with the odd goal. But Jack Higgins is now in that sort of area where he's past a role player, he's past a young star, he's going to be entering his peak soon, and he needs a team that is going to let him play 22 games a year, mm-hmm. so he can get that 26, 25 years payday. And he could very well play 22 games a year at the Saints. If his head's right, which I, I hope yeah. it is, and by head's right, I don't mean like off-field issues, yeah. attitude issues. Literally his brain. Literally his brain. Yeah. Which is scary. It is very scary. Even more impressive for him that he is still an AFL-level footballer. Yeah. Um, I like, do... I have... I, I tend to not sort of grow attached to Richmond players. Mm. But even I was like... Fuck. Yeah. About yeah. the brain bleed. That doesn't sound fun. Some things are bigger than footy, as they, as they say. And one of those things is keeping... The blood inside your brain. Yes. I think just in a biological sense, that is bigger than footy. Because there have been some scares in recent years with sort mm. of like health stuff. I remember when I was younger, um, Angelekis yeah. had heart issues. Mm-hmm. And probably similar to like um, Dylan Robertson. Yeah. But I guess the, you know, AFL... The sort of medical side of it might have been might not have been as advanced, mm-hmm. and the payday might not have been as worth it back then. Yeah, he just retired. Yeah, Robertson luckily was able to get back to full health. Mm-hmm. But yeah, these things happen, and it's fucking scary. Uh, it still happens now. Yeah. Um, 
Kale Kirby, who was on Collingwood's list for a few years, he just out. straight was, up retired. That was fucking terrifying. Um, yeah. From heart issues. Uh, Ariel Steinberg, a lesser known one who used to be on Essendon's list uh, a few years ago, just straight up retired from the VFL, also due to um, heart related issues. Wow. Yeah. So it still happens. Yeah. But um, good to see a guy like Higgins. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been a real shame for a. Um especially like a younger player that you know mm. you haven't seen too, too much of yeah character like that I do Once... wonder in a footy sense sorry yeah sorry yeah um, what this spells for the future of Jack Loney well <clears throat> the the domino effect the first domino has been tumbled mm. as soon as um, Jack Higgins the trade gets done which it will yeah, I think it actually it will when there's you know clubs that win premierships mm-hmm don't tend to play super hardball. Yeah, yeah. Richmond haven't. Yeah, they're they comfortable. For the past three years, they, they haven't. They just want what's best for their current players yeah, in, yeah. when it comes to departing players. So the Higgins deal will get done, mm-hmm. I am assuming, without many, with much, without much delay. Yeah. And once that does happen, I expect Jack Loney to nominate a club fairly quickly because mm-hmm. he's definitely left it to the 11th hour. Yeah. Not like trade is... It's not wrapping up until Thursday, 5pm. Mm-hmm. But he hasn't even nominated anything yet. He hasn't even expressed yeah. his interest to leave. But he's one of those players where we know he's leaving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He is not being offered the money he thinks he deserves at St Kilda. Yep. Which is fair. He has a large tenure at that club. Mm-hmm. And he has a skill set which means he can fill a niche role. Which can make a pretty good team very good. Not even just a niche role, pretty high in demand role. A high in demand we, role, but it's, but it's about, specific. We've talked about the importance of forwards like Loney, and mm. just not even just the small pressure forward, but yeah, um, that entire what comes as that role in general is uh, yeah. well sought after. Mm. So he'll have suitors, whether that be the Hawks, whether that be the Bulldogs. Um, I feel like Bulldogs, Hawks, and Carlton yeah. are the teams that are screaming out for somebody in that particular position, mm-hmm. and the clubs that are also uh, after a player in Loney's age bracket. Yeah, yeah. The question is, though, why would clubs go for someone like Loney ahead of a Jaden Stevenson, who is mm. also available obviously hasn't quite captured the same form that he did in his rising star year due to a number of factors um but why Loney over Stevenson I'd say um from a pure gameplay perspective mm. pressure yeah I think Javin Stevenson's probably faster closing speed than Loney but doesn't use it mm, I think he's a better mark too yeah yeah I would say uh he's almost one of those marking small forwards who is Better on the lead and as a player that you want to be getting the ball to on the forward line as opposed to the a defensive crummer, crummer yeah, yeah. sort of type. So I guess the question remains for teams like Carlton and Hawthorne and the Bulldogs is which do they need more? For the Hawks, I would say a lonely type. They 100% for need sure. more. Yeah. Paul Popolo uh, is going to leave a big gap in that forward line. Obviously Luke Bruce is still there kicking on, but uh, you can't argue that yeah, Poppy's not going to leave a, a hole. It's a role... It's it's this type of player that fills a certain role that Clarkson has become accustomed to. Before Popolo, there was Michael Osborne mm-hmm. and Campbell Brown. Yeah. And Clarks, Clarkson just likes using those players. Mm-hmm. Which leads me to the a couple of players that, Essen, that Essendon... 
Hawthorne. It's not all about Essendon here. Hawthorne. Fuck this trade period, honestly. It's I'm literally just, just like... <laughs> for some reason, Essendon is just like stuck in my subconscious. It is not the only football club, despite what the media will try and tell you. Yeah, when more, more than half of the uh, people involved in trade radio are... <laughs> Julian Stoop, Essendon in some way, Adam BJ, Cooney. Adam Cooney. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. Sick of that shit. It's too much. Anyway, um, the Clarkson player mm-hmm. is definitely something that um, it's it's real. Yeah. It's, it's a real we, theory. We talked about He it. likes players that fill roles of his past players. Mm-hmm. And that is true when just... I feel like this happens every year, but apparently... Clarkson has picked up the phone to Jake Carlisle's management again. Which doesn't surprise me. No. Because Brian Lake, basically, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he's just like, the back line hasn't been the same since we've had a big key defender who can play on the first tall forward of the opposition, who is a genuine chance to not only not lose Mm one-on-ones, but to win them and take the mark himself. Yeah. And we know... Frost, Hardigan, McAvoy, they're not going to be that player. Yeah. As much as they... I think McAvoy was an attempt to create mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Because he's got all the, you know, physical dimensions and sort of mm-hmm. skills, but just purely in defence craft, not quite there. Yeah. So, I don't expect uh, Carlisle to move on, even though, supposedly, um, St Kilda want to move him on. Yeah. Carlisle just doesn't want to leave. Yeah. And... Carlisle was approached by Hawthorne when he went to the Saints. Mm-hmm. And to me, the deciding factor was probably Jake Carlisle um, comes across to me as a, a vital spirit. Uh-huh. Yeah. As, as, you, as you will. And there is a, a reputation that Hawthorne has run a bit like a, a boot camp. Yeah. Like, you know, there's the no long sleeves, no... They, like, they, they long do Pakoda every year, you know. It, yeah. It's, it's as close as, to, as, you know, going to army training in a footy team that you possibly could. So I, and, and it's good because, it you know, it sort of makes sure that there's no sort of... It, it, it builds a good, you know, culture, mm. but... When there's a player that you want who's a loose unit, yeah, it's going to scare away the loose units. It's a tightly run ship. Yeah, and course. no loose unit is going to want part of a tightly run ship. Mm-hmm. Tight, I, I, loose, that's that's antithesis. Mm, um, Chad Wingard has even, you know, not that he was the loosest of players going around, yeah. but um, even he's, yeah... Well, I think a part of the reason why he wanted to go to Hawthorne is because he had matured as a person. Yeah, yeah, it certainly seemed that way. Um, But yeah, I would be interested what would have to be done to get Carlisle over. I think the Saints really want to move away his money, even if it's just for one year. Mm. And I think they're really back in, if because Josh Battle was a player that had been sort of talked about as somebody who could possibly be moved on this trade period. Yeah. That has been totally silenced, mm-hmm. but the sort of getting rid of Carlisle factor, that hasn't gone anywhere. And Oscar Claverino was not delisted. Mm-hmm. Derek Joyce, mm. I'm pretty sure he wasn't delisted. Still on the list. Still yeah. on the list. Still on the list. They've got young guys. Marsh, Battle, genuine swingman. Mm-hmm. I think Battle, I think we all forget Battle had a fucking phenomenal, I think it was like a top three BNF year as a second tall defender. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When Nathan Brown was playing, he was just playing behind Nathan Brown. 
I think they're comfortable running a back line that has something to do with Claverino, yeah. um, even, Howard, even, yeah, Wilkie. Yeah, I was going to say, even if not then, yeah, Howard and Wilkie are still there to... Uh, they've got no shortage of young tools who play beyond their years, I would yeah. say. Obviously, For Wilkie sure. is a mature age recruit, but... Um, I think Logan Austin was delisted, though. Yes, yeah. yes. I've even heard possibly... A rumored return to Port Adelaide for Logan Austin. Really? Potentially. Well, that's nice. Potentially. Yeah. Well, that is. If that the Aaliyah Aaliyah deal doesn't get done after mm, all. New, uh, yeah. New It male. was dead. Yep. But now there is a pulse. It's come back to life. It's come back to life. Is Sam Hayes on the table? I think possibly the Swans might have realized um, that. They, <clears throat> I think the, the requesting Sam Hayes, it wasn't just Sam Hayes. Yeah. I think a sway, a straight swap. Yeah. Sam Hayes and Aaliyah Leah Port would take that. Mm-hmm. I think it was a pick and Sam Hayes. Yeah. I think they have probed about Hickey and the fact that the Hickey deal hasn't got down, get done, got it done. Pick it up. Give me a second. I came at you about confidence before, <laughs> and now I can't fucking speak. It's all right. All is all is forgiven, and all is forgiven in love and war. Ongoing off season. Ongoing off season. Going, a, going off literacy. It's a trying. It's a trying time of the, the year. The, these it are really trying is. Times. It really is. Jesus Christ. <clears throat> okay, so I think Port Adelaide would take Sam Hayes for Aaliyah Aaliyah. Mm-hmm. I think what's happened is the fact that the Hickey deal hasn't gotten done mm-hmm. because the Swans expressed interest very early on in acquiring yeah. Tom Hickey specifically mm-hmm. because of the injury to um, Sam Naismith, which will have him out for the entire 2021 season. Yeah. Tom Hickey, he's done a great job to you know have his career last this long, mm-hmm. but he's no... First choice recommend on any team, I no, think. There's a reason he's heading to his uh, fourth club. Now. But the fact that that deal hasn't been done yet. Mm. He's a, you know, I hate, to, like I hate a... to use these terms because they're derogatory to players and these players could literally pick me up and kick me. But <laughs> he's a steak knives player. Uh-huh. And we've he's had a... four days of trade period and a deal hasn't been done. That tells mm. me that West Coast are... Being assholes about it, uh-huh. and Sydney thought, you know what? Fuck playing their game. Why don't we just instead of paying overs for Tom Hickey, why don't we pay overs for Sam Hayes? Yeah, it's um, and I think that's what's happening. He's one of those players that would just happening. go for a late fourth rounder, and uh, yeah, there's but no if reason... he had gone for a late fourth rounder, it would have been done already. Right, exactly. I know. There's um, there's a few things that are holding up trades to do with late picks. You know, in some of the other bigger deals, it's one of the reasons why the Bombers haven't gotten any of their deals yeah. done yet. Uh, I believe the Blues are asking for that pick 48, I think it is, which is supposed to be used as part of our academy selections. Mm. Um, so things like that could be holding up. You know, it's the domino. But also, <laughs> clubs have no idea how valuable late picks are because mm. we still don't have any idea about fucking list sizes. It's a disgrace. It's um, No, this is like fuck. It's beyond disgrace, and it gets to the point of the Players Association and their managers should probably... If not already, have probably been talking to Gil McLaughlin and the. Well, AFL there, there's already a class action suit. Yeah, like it's their jobs, their careers are on the line right That's now. Nutty. Um, 
you know, it's a, it's a gross mismanagement of player welfare, of um, job security, of a, a bunch of different things. Speaking of job security, mm. Jason McCartney's been very busy to save his fucking job. Yeah. I'd be um, like, that's almost an unfair way to frame that because I feel like Jason McCartney's done a good job. Um, I don't think he control. He can control the culture of... No, no it's not know. in his hands. He uh, plays with the pieces he's given. Exactly. Like, and the pieces that he wants to acquire, mm. apparently, he has highlighted, he has underlined four players from the Cats. Mm-hmm. Which are, of course, we know Brandon Parfit was like yeah. their first request. But from the tall timber leaving GWS mm-hmm. and the very quickly thinning key defensive stocks, yep. they have underlined Isabel Radagalia, Mark O'Connor, and Sam DeConing. Very interesting. I think, remember how we were talking about. Um, um, Dodoro underlining all those Port Adelaide players mm-hmm. and I was thinking there's just one player there that's sort of like yeah. w- almost hidden in there as like probably a little uh, probably like a tier less valuable than everyone else and that's Deconing in this case no no it's not Deconing no I think Deconing's one of the more valuable okay. players okay is it He's O'Connor O'Connor mm. I think O'Connor would be a great fit for the Giants I mean, look, he's been a best 22 player in that Cats team basically all But he's year. also, like, deceptively tall. Uh-huh, right. He's a, he is a key piece of that back line, you know. You forget about guys like O'Connor and Jed Buse who do their jobs quietly week in. So he's 191, out. which yeah. is sort of... Isn't Hurley, like, 191-ish? Uh, he might... Hurley might be, like, 193 or something like right. that. So he's... Either know, way, around he plays, time. like, a third tall mm. role. Mm. And I can see Sam Taylor's obviously going to be coming back. Yep. Phil Taylor's going to be coming back. Yep. But there's no call. Mm-hmm. And um, Finn Layson is probably going to have to stay forward with the departure mm. of Jeremy Cameron. Yep. And there's n- and with Heath Shaw not there, and Nick Haynes... Zach Williams' departure also means that Nick Haynes can't really have the luxury of playing third tall. Mm-hmm. He has to sort of be the kick out. Yeah, especially if Davis is not... Um, fully fit yet who yeah. is the guy that's taken those kickouts 99% of the time if Shaw's not there yeah so they need defensive options mm-hmm. that at least have the choice to take a one-on-one with a key position player yeah 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 you're, you're, um, you're neutering Haynes' ability to be that intercepting defender if he has to be the last guy behind the ball all the yeah. time which he has before but I feel like that's when he was surrounded by Nathan Wilson Zach Williams yeah uh, Bunting Kennedy yeah Yada yada yada. Guys who have more pace on him, uh, probably more varied skill set on him. Yeah, but the, yeah. the the player that Haynes has become, you want to keep him free, and mm. I think Luke Core is almost like the biggest impact, yeah. like but lowest sort of monetary value player, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like not a huge chess piece, but that backline's in shambles now. So I yeah. think Mark O'Connor would be a really shrewd pickup. Yeah. Um, it's the first I've heard of it, but I think it's, yeah, like you said, shrewd pickup. Pay, uh, pay uh, Jason McCartney whatever he's asking for, <laughs> I think. And what he's asking for, for Jack Caldwell, that is, mm. is a first round pick. A first round pick. It's quite large. It's a big ask. I can understand why. The reasoning is because of his, A, the pick that he was Mm. taking out, and B, his potential, and the fact that it's not like he's underperformed. Yeah. But what 
It's funny to me is that Jai Caldwell was the pick before Jackson Haley. Mm. And Haley. They play almost the same role in any team's midfield. Mm. They're like the same height, same weight. They're under 18. I think Haley might be a bit bigger than Caldwell, but yes. But they play like a, they play yeah, a similar yeah, role. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's been no hard ball. There's been no odd. Oh, Haley's about to. Ex- there's no. There's been no about to explode rhetoric mm-hmm. around Haley, which has been around Caldwell. And I think that doesn't speak to Caldwell's abilities being you know sky high. Haley's played more games than him. Haley was an mm-hmm. AFL ready footballer before Caldwell. I think it's just because Adrian Dodoro's reputation precedes him. And McCartney's like, you know what? This fucker, he's getting it. Not that Dodoro, yeah, has ever made McCartney's life particularly easy in previous deals. Exactly. Um, why, why, would you, why would you make it easy? No. So I can understand... They should let Haightley go... They should let Haightley walk for next to nothing just to fucking needle him. I think that That'd might be even funny. be... That might even be what's going to happen. That might be the move. It might. That might be <laughs> that the might move. Be the That's move. the play of the game, folks. Um, but look, whatever happens there, I think if they ask for too much, it's probably not going to get done. With the amount of trading that the Bombers still have to do, I just don't think a first-round pick is going to be viable. Maybe a future first? If you go to the preseason draft, can any team just pick them up? I believe so. The thing is about the preseason draft, so with Jack Martin, um, he didn't do medicals with any other team other than Carlton, which of course is going to be concerning for other teams when they don't know what shape, what kind of shape his body is in, considering Martin had injury struggles. Um, for a player like Caldwell, who's been basically healthy for the two years that he's played, that he's played so far... Um, I think any other team in Victoria would just probably pick I him up. I think North Melbourne pick two just gets Caldwell in the yeah. preseason draft. Why wouldn't they? So I think... I guess it's more so, at that point, it becomes a moral thing where teams have to say, do we really want to pick this guy up who might not want to be here after two years? And then... If I'm on? North and I have and I have the opportunity to lock Caldwell in for two years mm. and pitch him that this is the place he wants to stay... Fucking doing it. They've got nothing yeah. to lose. They're rebuilding from scratch mm. and they're young enough where they can literally build their midfield around Caldwell. Yeah. Look, it's never... It, it hasn't happened very often. I think it's happened about twice in the history of the preseason draft mm-hmm. where a team who um, wasn't actually supposed to pick up a player picked them up. That's how Carlton got Nick Stevens from Port Adelaide when he was supposed to go to Collingwood. I think they had the pick before Collingwood and they... Grabbed him up. Excellent. I um, like that. I, I have no. I had no fucking clue it happened before. Yeah. Um, and I think Luke Ball wasn't uh, the preseason draft. He just went to the draft. Um, but I think a similar thing might have happened with him. But it doesn't happen very often. So if it happened, I'd be like, I'd, I'd tip my hat to the North Melbourne list management team. I guess for having just the guts to do it. You know. It's a hot day. I'm having a hard time getting comfortable. Thanks for your input. Do you know who else is uncomfortable right now? Jed Anderson and his management team. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know where else it's hot? Darwin. Darwin. (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna say, I think... I think Jed's probably going alright up in Darwin. It seems like he's just fishing at the moment. He's like, having a great time. Um, 
I think he's with one of the other. He's with Jai. With Jai. Well, yeah, Simpkins. Like, right, because Simpkins, Jai, um, Simpkins. Simpkins up from Darwin as well. So instead of a Tom Brown tweet, I'm gonna get another AFL media guy. Not even a media guy. He's I don't. I've never heard of this fuck before. Who is he? Tony Sheehan. Tony Sheehan. Yeah. Do you know him? Um, I know of him. Never heard of him. He's, I, I'm, he's, I may be Tony Sheen adjacent. His Twitter bio just says media journalist and some emojis, so... Uh. So it doesn't actually work for anyone. He's just a guy. He's just a guy. Okay. But instead of a Tom Brown tweet, let's read his tweet, okay. which is spotted eyes emoji. <laughs> Semicolon. Hawks coach Alistair Clarkson enjoying coffee with out-of-favour magpie Adam Chalor alongside kangaroo Jed Anderson in a Rip and Lee cafe this morning. So, that was a lie. That's a fucking lie. Because Jed Anderson was... Because he was literally... Like, all the replies are literally just screenshots from Jed's story. Because Is there any... While he tweeted that, Jed was literally fishing. Is there any possibility that, um... Adam was just there with Kim, his partner, and he thought it was Jed Anderson because Jed Anderson... Has uh, long hair. Has, yeah, often wears a, a bun... And literally, this guy is so stupid that he saw uh, a person with a bun and thought that it was Jed Anderson, North Melbourne football player. Because why would you have them together? Why would you be talking to Jed and Trelaw? And Trelaw. Why would you be like, I can't be bothered saying this shit twice. So Clarko gonna... seems like the kind of guy who would invite the whole family to have a chat. Yeah. Um, and he's also the guy who wouldn't sort of... Talk to two targets at once. He's very personable. I think this is a genuine possibility. I, I didn't consider that, actually. That's well done. <laughs> I, I thought the whole thing possible. was just bullshit. No, I... Because I, I, I was like, Clarkson and Rip and Lee, he lives up north in fucking... You know. I, I, I don't know where Alistair Clarkson lives. I also don't know where Adam Trelaw lives. But I don't think Alistair Clarkson lives in Rip and Lee. It's a bit, mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's a bit too yuppie for him. Yeah. That's that's fair. Yep. That's fair. Um, I'm going to raise that as my theory. That's a good theory. <laughs> but if Clarko's talking to Adam Trelaw, so your theory is that it did happen at least with Adam. Yes. That's interesting. Um, because uh, the Hawks have been very coy about it, mm. but they are they are officially talking to Tom Phillips and Tom Phillips' management. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a good start, but I think... Jed, I'm like, unironically, they should talk to Jed Anderson as well. Bring oh, him back. Definitely. Um, if he wanted to come back, why why not? No and reason not to. The money that Jed obviously wants is there. Mm. Jed has played with, you know, he played while Bolton was a coach there. Yep. He played when Sam Mitchell was a player there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of similar people around. It opens the door for a more permanent midfield spot for um, Luke Davies, Uniac, or Aiden Boner, or... It's um, also good from a fucking North Melbourne point of view. Imagine that. Thomas. Imagine yeah. them not sacrifice like mm, sacrificing. Imagine them not sabotaging their own fucking midfield. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> Beats with, me. Uh, with Higgins and Anderson not in there, those young guys will actually get a chance to. And Cunnington and Zebel can still be there to sort of yeah, play point. You need, to, you need Cunnington's the he's he's the bodyguard. He's going to be the Hugh Greenwood of that. Yeah, exactly. Of that midfield. Hugh next Greenwood year. saying, "Don't touch my boy Matt Rowell, <laughs> throwing like a body like Jake Spencer. <laughs> you can't touch my baby boys. <laughs> Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> Please stop yelling at Noah Anderson. <laughs> he's just a child. He's just a child. 
Um, but I, I think it could be a decent move for North. I do think that it would further their desire to split their pick and get more draft picks in the first round to increase the level of talent on the list. I think that's the better move anyway, because mm-hmm. we've talked about the sort of Super 6. Yeah. And that's all well and good, but there's a sort of... I think I've also talked about the next tier, which mm-hmm. goes to about 14 to 16, yeah. Yeah. which includes players like Finlay McRae, mm-hmm. Zane True, uh, Henry Walsh would be fucking awesome for them. I think I've said this before on this yes. fucking podcast, yes, you have. that Nick Cox... Refer, refer to the North Melbourne episode. Yeah, refer to the North Melbourne episode. Here. They split their picks, they get Nick Cox or Henry Walsh, and you've got a great Todd Goldstein apprentice. And you can still have a, um, a pick for a player who will be good enough to play straight away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and also it saves you the trouble of having to talk to Billy Gowers. <laughs> Are they talking to About Billy? being picked up as a delisted free agent. So, um... See, I thought... I thought, like, the well was poisoned when apparently teams were talking to Mason Wood. But North is literally getting rid of Mason Wood... To downgrade to Billy Gowers. All you're doing is just getting Mason Wood again, but 10 centimetres shorter. I was going to say Mason Wood again, but possibly some, like, you know, questionable off-field decisions. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, so stop that, please. Stop it. Cut it out. Cut that out of your banter. What did, Le- what did Jordan Lyle ever do to you? What did, uh... This is the thing. I feel like key players who have been exposed to the AFL system have so much more, like, value than key players who tear apart state leagues year after year after year. Doesn't make much sense. I know he does. I know he's not a best 22 player anymore, but we saw Chris Burgess, a player who literally played, like, I think one year of Sample after coming out of the suburban leagues. Yep. Adapted to the AFL system pretty fucking quickly. Mm-hmm. I think it's possible. I think Some we can stop. Can it. I think we can stop picking up delisted free agents like fucking. I don't even think Darcy Lang was a delisted free agent. That's depressing. Yeah, they traded for him. Yeah, Michael Hartley went from the Vaffa to Coburg to the AFL in the span of like two years. You know, people can handle it. It's true. They they have the capacity. <laughs> They're elite athletes, or at the very least have the potential to be, so... Yeah, if you play for the Sandville, VFL, or Waffle, the AFL system isn't going to be too much for you. No. No. I think at that point it's just... Whatever. Bro. It's just attitude. If they want it, they want it. Speaking of attitude... You're on fire with the segues today. I know. I'm moving it on. You're not doing a very good job of it. Fuck. Do you know what we literally haven't talked about in this episode, which happened after the last episode we Tell recorded? Me. Tell me. Josh Dunkley requested a trade to mm. the Essendon Football Club. It's official. It's official. Yeah. Um, I weed a little bit. Just because, a little bit. Because. 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 You know he wouldn't request it if he thought it was impossible. That's the general attitude at the moment. Um, and I can understand that... I can understand that view. Um, and we don't tend to go very public with trades unless they're all but locked in. I can't think... We said this in, a, in the yesterday episode, um, but it almost becomes a public thing, like a, a PR thing for Essendon. To get it done. To get it done. Because um, if you don't, no one's going to pay for memberships. 
Exactly. Um, and Adrian Dodoro's supporter base will just keep growing, apparently. You'd great. be shocked. You'd be shocked great. at the number of That's great for Australia. You'd be shocked at the number of people within like Essendon Facebook pages that think the world of Adrian Dodoro when they have no reason to. Have you intentionally popped your collar? In honour. In honour? Of the of the dodo. <laughs> He seems like the sort of guy who pops his collar when he's wearing a polo. Or when he's wearing one of his three Essendon jackets that he parades around. Oh yeah, he does do that, doesn't he? I've seen it with my... I've s- <laughs> with my <laughs> very own eyes. Adrian Dodaro popped his collar. I saw it. <laughs> I saw the collar in the closet and then it looked at me. Um, but, yes. I have faith that the Dunkley deal will get done. Um, apparently today the, I think the offer has been increased from us and we are willing to part with some first round picks. Oh, Amazing. Kel surprise. Um, four way trades, three way trades have been suggested. By Adam Cooney? Uh, probably. I'm sick of Adam Cooney's probably. fucking mega deals. Think, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think there's some more credible sources behind these ones. Um, involving Carlton and Collingwood. Along with Saad and Stevenson and Tremor, um, you know, just making their way in a merry-go-round of, of bullshit and and lies. But Stevenson to the dogs would be nice. I think it could happen. I feel like it's one of the cultures that Stevenson could exist in, mm-hmm. and he wouldn't like burn the club down. I also think it would make more sense for the. Uh, the dogs actually want to get rid of some of their picks, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, of course, because... They um, don't want to take any more into the draft than they have to. Yeah. So I And think... also, they don't want their bidding to have to eat up a first-round pick. Yes. Um, so I think, I think if they were willing to throw that first-round pick at Collingwood, for them to get Stevenson and Trelaw in that deal would be much more beneficial to them. For sure. Yeah. Um, whether it happens remains to be seen. But I think that that makes me think that those two players would probably be heading to the same place if they're going anywhere. Speaking... <laughs> speaking the Bulldogs have been neglecting like a fuckload of players. Because I was mm. thinking, Brad Lynch, Fergus Green, Billy Gowers just got delisted. Mm. 3D listings as a first wave is really not that much. They're planning for a small draft, but I was like, they have other departures and acquisitions too. Have you heard fucking anything about Lewis Young? He's still there. That was supposed to be like a thing, right? He had some like giga secret move. Uh, Lockie Young, I know, is being looked at by other clubs. No, 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 no. Lewis Young. There's a very small and unknown rule in the AFL bylaws okay. where you know how you can be rookied up to three times and that's it? Yep. After your second rookie year, if you get offered a third rookie year, you can actually decline it and you become an unrestricted free agent. Oh. That's a thing. This is a deep cut rule. But it didn't happen before Cam Ellis Yolman was on the rookie list for 18 years. <laughs> Otherwise he would have been let out of Don Pike's prison. Yeah, he's rattling the cages down at Adelaide. <laughs> Let Oval. me play. Yeah, I promise I'm. Oh, was he? 
You reckon he was he would have been better in the midfield than Sam Gibson? I think he would have been. Oh, yeah. I think he. I think when they got Sam Gibson, I was nominally. Like, I was like, you're atting Cam Ellis Yolman by picking up. Wow. Sam Gibson. AFL players, you forget that they existed. Sam Gibson. He played the long. Oh, he played oh, a lot of games in North Melbourne in a row. In a row. And he set a record. That's right. He just said, well, North Melbourne are certainly one of the kings of playing average players for way too many games. In a row. <laughs> Sean Atley has played over 200 games and... What a star. Don't know how. This guy's like 26. So Mitch Hannon also requested a trade to the Bulldogs. That happened a while ago. They're fucking... Do they care about these people? No. They're just like, no, they're trying to take Jason Dunkey... Oh no. Fuck you, Mitch Hannon. You it, can wait. Get in line. It basically confirms your theory that we've talked at length about that the big deals are holding up the small deals. Yeah. So big name movers have pushed other trades down the priorities mm. of both management and list managers. This yeah. is one of the big fucking problems with the AFL is that there is literally so many players and like five managers. Five managers control like 90% of the league. It's true. They are... I, I feel like every time... So Liam Pickering, Adam Ramanaskis, Craig Kelly, Mayor Cocco... Scott Lucas, maybe? Scott Lucas. Like, these guys, they have like 50 million players, probably six of them request a trade every year, yeah. and they can literally only talk about one at once. Diversify. Sign Nathan Freeman, but Freeman's going to work for Kelly um, management, right? I guess so. I guess so. I don't know why it's such a small pool. Um, It's weird. It is weird. It's... Do do they just... Is there just no one else that can be trusted to... Well, it's all just like ex-plays who have like family money, I'm assuming. Yeah. Or just didn't want to buy a boat. (laughs) So they became a list manager. I'm sick of fishing. (laughs) I'm not going to... Fucking fish anymore. I don't want to develop property with Andrew Welsh. There is no fucking way I'm going back to Talkback Radio. <laughs> Nova can fuck itself. I'm managing players. I've never had a conversation with Jonathan Brown in my life. Oh, I'm saying it. What else can I do? But, um... So, Essendon Giants and the Bulldogs with Peter Wright, Braden Proust and Mitch Hannon... I've been neglected because the clubs that they're involved with departing and arriving have bigger players that they're talking about. That's basically the high law of it. Ben Brown, Jai, um, Rumi Cameron. <laughs> Good save. <laughs> J- Jason Dunkey. And by the same token, clubs involved in bigger trades have also seemingly been neglecting their smaller name players that wish to depart. Geelong, Charlie Constable, Sons, Will Brody, St. Kilda, Jack Loney. It's interesting that I wrote that because I'm reading off a laptop. Um, because Loney now looks like it's going to happen after Higgins gets done because that's a bit of a domino. Will Brody apparently had such little interest because remember he played a game in an Essendon jumper? I think, um, fuck what you just said. No. I think the league needs to pay more attention to Matthew Kennedy. I'm not having any fun anymore. Will Brody um, could be a shrewd pickup for a team who's interested uh, in a midfielder of his size. He's large, he's a big bodied, he fits 
the needs of multiple teams. I think he's played the Southport Shark 16 times. I think you might be right. Um, Essendon have shown interest. but No, Essendon showed interest, cold. but I think that was before Caldwell was an option for them. Yes. I think that's when Essendon thought, we're terrible, no one's going to actually want yes. to be traded to us. And then Jason Dunkey. And, and then they were like, sorry, Will Brody, we have two large-bodied young midfielders. And then Will Brody was like, fuck. Sorry, we've got Seb Ross in for an appointment at two. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> we just have Will Brody, because I feel like he could break into lots of teams. And mm. I feel like if the Caldwell deal gets done, mm. why wouldn't North Melbourne have a look? Yeah. Um... And I feel like if North Melbourne lose... Jed as well. Maybe they want to prioritise the young midfielders they've already got in there. But no one plays that specific role. Right. Um, Look, Davies Uniac, while he's a larger frame, he still plays a fairly, you're like, extracting handballing role. Sort of think like pre-becoming a Brownlow medalist, Lockie Neal. I think Terry... Before he started kicking Foopy good. Taron Thomas was expected to be that guy, but I think he's shown more outside than inside. Much more, much more. Um, so I don't, I don't know what they're thinking in that regard. There is definitely a spot available for a guy like Brody at North, and if it comes to the point where you need to fill list spots with not eighteen-year-olds or Vaffa players, uh, you can do much worse than Will Brody. Much worse. Much worse. It almost sounds like um, Craig Cameron is unwilling to trade Brody. From comments I've seen... From, from what him, you've seen. Because I've seen um, that it's because he's got no interest. Hmm. For you, You've heard that they I, I've definitely actively seen want direct qu- quotes from Craig Cameron saying that we'd like to keep Will. Don't trust people with two first names. Unless they're Craig Cameron. No, include, like... Unless they're Craig Cameron. So, we actually haven't talked that much about Geelong this episode, which is great for me. Definitely good. Um, yeah. We've talked way too much about them. In the past. In the past. But apparently, like, when we were naming all of those young players who wanted to get out, because it's turning into, like, a geriatric retirement village, mm-hmm. um, one of them, which I thought would get the least interest, Lockie Fogarty. Carlton. He's apparently like as much as a lock at Carlton as Nakia Cockatoo is at Lions. Which is very strange that that deal hasn't been done yet. I was just about to say... Is that another one being It's Monday, the 9th of November. What time is it? It is 4.30. Fucking nothing is happening. It's a quiet day. No, but there's literally like two... There's literally like three full day, Three full days left. Are all... Are like... We have a podcast... We need content. No, no, no. I'm saying there is enough content for us to have a podcast. Uh-huh. And these idiots expect it to all get done in three days. It's just a total logjam. Logjam. Logjam city. That's the title of this episode. Oh. 